Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, we we have one day where we didn't record a podcast, and I, I see these weird tweets from you online. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> I had a root canal yesterday. Yeah, well, there you go. That's what it is. It was not fun. Uh, but it actually, it, it turned out not to be so bad. I'm, I'm, I'm back. Uh, I just took a, a vet day yesterday, uh, and, and I'm back into practice, and I'm, I'm going to be good for game time. So is it hyperbole when people say, hey, I'd rather be doing this, I'd rather be getting a root canal than doing a podcast with Marcus or something that, like that? That's so crazy because I was thinking <laughs> about that. I, I kept on thinking about that phrase so much, you know. Uh, I, I think I think that the phrase, I'd rather be getting a root canal, I, I'm, I'm starting to think that that may have been a phrase from a time when dentist work it was not quite what it is today. It really was not that bad of a process. Uh, certainly certainly going to be more painful for the uh, uh, Saints linebackers on play action Ooh, uh, there you on go. Sunday. Yeah, so coming up on today's show, that's an excellent segue. Uh, you, we're going to talk about that uh, Cowboys-Saints matchup, and we just actually had a little argument pre-show uh, about what we think is going to happen. So let's let's get into this. Let's start with some of the matchups. Uh, I want to start with the Cowboys offense against the Saints defense because uh, that seems like it's going to be the premier battle. Usually it's how are we going to stop Drew Brees in this offense. I think things have kind of flipped a little bit. So let's talk about the matchup. Uh, their defensive line is really good. Um, you know, they have Cameron Jordan, who is an all-pro player. Uh, I like what I've seen from the other defensive ends, Trey Hendrickson, Marcus Davenport's playing well. He's actually playing inside a little bit more now. How do you think the Cowboys' offensive line matches up with uh, the Saints' pretty talented uh, front four? Well, I think this is the issue that the defense, the Saints' defense is going to have is that I think a lot of what they need to do has to start up front with disruption from their defensive line. And I think for most of the games that they play, they are able to create a whole bunch of disruption because of the talent along their defensive line. I don't know that they're going to have that same level of success against the Cowboys' offensive line. I think Cam Jordan specifically was a handful last season. Um, but I think Leo Collins is playing at a level that we haven't seen in a long time. Um, and for him, for sure. Uh, at a level we haven't seen at all, frankly. And, and so I have more confidence in that, which I feel like is – the kind of premier matchup along this this sure. whole line, um, and really, I, you know, Hendrickson's good. Hendrickson's shown some, shown some things. Davenport has shown some things, but I don't know that either one of those guys uh, against the Cowboys' offensive line necessarily scares me. And and really, I feel like they are going to need to generate pressure in order to disrupt this Cowboys offensive line because I think the things that are happening in the back seven, that's where the Cowboys have a, a real clear advantage. Um, and let's talk a little bit more about the interior of that defensive line because I, I know Sheldon Rankins uh, has returned to practice, but I don't think he's playing in this game. Even if he does, I, I highly doubt that he's very effective. Do any of the other guys concern you? Malcolm Brown is really more of a nose tackle. 
Uh, again, they play Marcus Davenport inside. Mario Edwards is a second-round pick who kind of washed out really quickly in this league. Uh, do any of those guys, you know, make you a little bit nervous heading into this game? I mean, I think that there's going to be some issues. You know, Davenport kicking inside can be a, a little bit of a mismatch at times just because of his athletic skill set. Um, but really, you know, Malcolm Brown, you know, uh, Onyemata, like these are guys that, uh, you know, I mean, consider who the Cowboys have already played, right? The, 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 the Giants and the Redskins may not have a lot of talent in a, in a lot of different areas, but one area that they do have talent is defensive tackles. They had, even without uh, Jonathan Allen, the Redskins were able to roll out Jerron Reed. Um, you know, and for the Giants, they've got, you know, two kind of big, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson and, 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 uh, I'm blanking on the other defensive tackle. Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we, we've seen, we've seen the, those guys come out. And, and even with Miami, you know, Godshell was, was a guy that could, could do some things. I think he's probably, you know, on maybe a, a tick better than these guys or, or close sure. to it, you know. So I keep I, bragging I, about your stat line, Gotcha. Yeah. Keep doing that. I, yeah. I mean, man, uh, I, maybe just keep that to yourself quiet. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, uh, R.I.P. By the way, um, <laughs> Jordan, they, they, they're gonna have to arrest Jordan Lewis for murdering him. That yeah, it's true. I, I didn't see the tweet because Jordan Lewis blocked me, but oh. I, I, people told me about it. Um, wow, wow, <laughs> they, probably because you picked the Saints for this game. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I, I, I think yeah, I, I just think that the mismatches that they are used to that they are used to being afforded. Um, it's going to be more difficult for them this year, this this game, because the Cowboys are, you know, uh, an offensive line that's playing at a high level, uh, and I think individually match up better than uh, a lot of the teams that they face so far. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the linebackers because this is where we had a, a little bit of a debate uh, pre-show. I like their linebackers probably a little bit more than you do. Obviously, they brought in Kiko Alonso. Uh, they have Demario Davis, who is one of my favorite linebackers in the league. I think he's pretty good. AJ Klein, they brought him over from Carolina. I do think it's a unit that the Cowboys could exploit, especially if you want to use like some Tony Pollard in the open field, maybe some Jason Witten. Uh, what do you think about the Saints linebackers? Yeah, I think there's a lot that a uh, lot to be made uh, in, in the middle of the field against this defense. And you know, I was speaking to John Owning on the Best Coast Boys pod about. Uh, you know, the fact that it's just, it, it's kind of, if you just look at the talent disparity and the way it's arranged, it's kind of similar to how some Giants defenses have been. Maybe not this season, but in the, in the past, you know, yeah. where, where maybe, maybe like two years ago where, where they, when they had, uh, Landon Collins, like, right? Cause they had one talented player in, in the safety position. And then some, you know, okay guys, but I mean, I just don't think Matt Lattimore has played as well as, you know, he has at times yeah. this season so far. Maybe he gets into gear and that's fine, but um, I think, you know, I think you look at it and it's kind of a similar talent dis- distribution. Uh, it, the linebackers to me are the the spot where the defense is mostly trying to cover up the most, and that's the problem is that the Cowboys are – very uniquely suited to expose and and uh, exploit linebacker play because of the heavy use of play action, because of the running quarterback, because of uh, the uh, offensive line that can get to the second level because of the misdirection. I, I just think that there's a lot of hay to be made in the middle of the field versus this defense. Uh, and maybe if they had something more than a very up-and-down Von Bell, 
Uh, they can get some more help from the safety position, but I just don't think that Marcus Williams is going to be enough to cover mm-hmm. the middle of the field and cover what's going and help out what's going on outside with the mismatches that will happen between the wide receivers and the cornerbacks. See, I think this unit is better at stopping the run than what people give them credit for. I look at them last year. It was the same linebacker core. Uh, they held Ezekiel Elliott to 23 carries for 75 yards. Uh, no touchdowns, averaged 3.3 yards per carry. As a whole, the Cowboys rushed the ball 31 times for 99 yards. Uh, I think Seattle, or excuse me, I think New Orleans would take that again. I, I just think it's a, I do, I agree with you. I think it's a unit that can be exposed in play action, but I worry that they're going to be able to stop the run a little bit too easily in this game, forcing the Cowboys to throw the ball. Well, it, it's going to be up to Prescott to, to dominate in the passing game like he has before in the past. Real quick. But without, yeah, I was going to say, without Michael Gallup though, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. I, I just to kind of, to what you're saying, I, I think that the difference is how the Cowboys will run the football versus this team versus how they ran the football versus the team last year. We and, talked and that's about the analytic, the analytic change and how they're running the football, getting people in and out of the box. I think that the Cowboys can, if they can spread the things out and run from 11, you put a lot of pressure on these linebackers to make plays in the run game, and I don't know that there's enough linebacker talent. Demario Davis, uh, 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 notwithstanding, I don't know that there's enough talent on the whole to uh, to stop Ezekiel and Tony Pollard uh, and you know, potentially Dak Prescott. That's a good point. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about the receivers before we move on to the defense. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program, you can attend the concert or show of your choice and earn credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Vivid Seats Rewards. For the month of September, earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all of your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program now. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. All right, Landon, I want to talk to you about the Cowboys without Michael Gallup. It it doesn't appear that they're going to get him back in this game. Uh, He did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. It seems like they're going to be kind of cautious with him. Um, assuming, I, I assume Marshawn Lattimore is going to cover Amari Cooper uh, throughout the game. I'm sure that they're going to put safety help over there. What else can the Cowboys do in the passing game uh, to, to beat New Orleans? Because I'm a little nervous that they don't have enough talent opposite uh, of Cooper. Oh, I'd see. I, I, I disagree. I think, you know, Devin Smith against Eli Apple is uh, is a very positive matchup for us. That's Ohio I, State know, versus Ohio State. Yeah, and there's going to be some Buckeye violence going on um, because I just feel like he's – first of all, Eli's got to have it in his head about worrying about Devin Smith's speed. So that's just going to leave him open to a bunch of – you know, stop routes, some, some deep routes off of that. He, he's going to keep him kind of going back and forth and back and forth, especially if there's going to be a lot of attention put on Cooper. 
Um, I think Devin Smith will be able to make hay. I, I mean, I honestly think as well, I mean, Tavon Austin being back will be huge. I think he, people forget what he can do as a receiver and what and he can do some things on the outside as well mm-hmm. in, in the same manner where he's, you know, his speed is such a threat that you've got to, you've got to respect that, which leaves you open and susceptible to stop routes, short routes, in breaking routes, that sort of thing. And beyond that, I also think that Randall Cobb is set up to have a, a really nice game if if they used correctly. I don't think there's a really good matchup for, for what he can do inside. Um, and I also think the linebacker help uh, for any kind of short route that's going to go across the middle of the field uh, is susceptible, like we talked about. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and to make those linebackers have to worry about Witten, Cobb, Austin, all kind of operating in the middle of the field. And then now also on top of that, Pollard. Elliot as a as a passer as well. I, I think it's a lot for these guys. It's, it's they have a lot of ways to attack the middle of the field because the defense is going to be so occupied with what they have to do with Cooper and then what's left of their defensive backfield to deal with the other outside guy Smith, who you know left to his own devices, I think can win a, a, a lot of these matchups one on one if if isolated against Apple. Yeah, there's there's one matchup that I do like in this game, and it's Randall Cobb against P.J. Williams. Yes. Uh, according to Ross Jackson, who runs the Locked On Saints site, uh, the Saints have given up like an average of 175 receiving yards a game out of the slot position so far this year. It's just been a spot that's killed him because Lattimore doesn't go inside. Uh, he only does if he's traveling with the receiver. And, again, we expect Amari to, to have Lattimore attached to his hip this game. If you get P.J. Williams matched up against Randall Cobb, I do think that's a matchup that the Cowboys can win and can exploit. Uh, I'll be the first to admit about Randall Cobb. I, I thought that was going to be a downgrade from Cole Beasley, and we'll, we'll see how it is over the season. But Cobb looks healthy. He looks explosive. He is far better after the catch than what uh, Cole Beasley has been throughout his career. Uh, you saw last last week on the 74-yard touchdown that was called back. Uh, I mean, he looked fast in the open field. So I'm expecting a big game from Cobb. I'm, you're looking at probably six, seven, maybe eight targets in this game. Uh, it's just something to keep an eye on. Uh, anything else about the offense before we move on? Yeah, I'll just say real quick, if, if Lattimore's not going inside on Cooper, then, I mean, just put Cooper in the in the slot. A lot. Yeah, it's just, and, do, and, do the Cowboys have enough outside receivers? Maybe now that you have Tavon, you could put Tavon out there with Devin Smith as your two yeah, outside receivers. Yeah, totally. possible. It, it, yeah, I mean, listen, even, I know you don't like Cobb on the outside, but I'll take Cobb versus Eli Apple outside. I, I mean, I have no problem with that. And on top of that, with someone like Devin Smith, you could just run Lattimore out of the play. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, uh, yeah, I, I think they'll still try to, if, if, if Cooper goes inside, I think they'll still try to find a way to bracket him and use co- mm-hmm. either a safety or a linebacker to, uh, you know, kind of shut off any sort of inside route. But I, I still think that there's you know ways for Cobb and Cooper to get open down the field from the slot, and they've shown the, the, the propensity to run that kind of deep over route that's going to be difficult for them to maintain double coverage on. All right, let's go ahead and switch sides of the ball. Let's talk about the Saints offense against the Cowboys defense. Uh, we touched on it a little bit last week, but this Saints offense was very much dink and dunk against Seattle. Uh, it helped that they kind of they started the game off with a lead, and they got a punt return for a touchdown. They got a defensive score. Um, let's talk about how the Cowboys can stop Teddy Bridgewater because Bridgewater is a really accurate passer from the line of scrimmage to ten yards down the field, but his strength <laughs> is not 
passing the ball down the field. Um, they're going to have Ted Ginn back. That's somebody who didn't play in last year's matchup. We'll see about Traquan Smith. Did not practice on Wednesday. Missed last week's game. If he can't go, the Saints could, you know, they could be in trouble with receivers outside of Michael uh, Thomas. So what are you expecting from the Saints offense in week four? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, if you're concerned about what the Cowboys are going to do outside of their, you know, number one wide receiver, I think you really need to be concerned about what the Saints are going to do because, you know, Ted Ginn Jr. is their, is their other kind of outside receiver. And, and he's, well, I like, he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely had a career resurgence, but I don't know that he's going to be the guy that is necessarily going to, Dominate as an isolation ISO guy, or that you can uh, reliably rely on. Especially, and this is the other part of the problem. Especially with Bridgewater at quarterback, you know. And, yeah, that's, and, and that's the thing, right? It's funny because you mentioned that he's he's accurate from you know the line yeah. of scrimmage <laughs> up to ten. Really, you should have said from the negative five yard line yeah. to the ten. Because I mean, honestly, they that's the way that they want to operate to make him safe. And, and a lot of what we saw in the in the in the Seattle game plan they got on a positive game script because of what was going on with the the defense and the special teams previous to that game giving them a 14 point lead so uh, you know i think that you know for the for them they want to operate through thomas and kamara i mean that's those are their playmakers mm-hmm. uh, you know and i think the problem is is that you know having only two players like that? It's not difficult to kind of corral them, and then when you further you limit yourself to where you can target them on the field, you know, you're kind of limiting the the range of, of where you know you're not using the whole field with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, right. I think it makes the job even more difficult for them. And and I, what I would expect, honestly, is for them to try to confound that. I, I would imagine that what's going to happen is that early on you're going to see Bridgewater try and take some shots um, because they're going to – Or maybe not even Bridgewater. It could be Taysom Hill. We've yes. seen that before, especially on night games. I think it was against the Steelers last year. They had Taysom Hill throw a pass like the first play of the game down the field. Yeah, and so I, I would not be surprised to see that or it just – any kind of general trickery, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, we're in a situation where I don't know that they can conventionally attack the Cowboys defense and score enough points to keep up with the Dallas offense. I, that's, uh, I, agree. I think the thing that's going to end up killing them and that's going to end up causing separation in the third quarter, we, this is where we debated, I, I think the Cowboys probably start, I mean, hopefully if things go to script, they start, you know, pulling this game away by the end of the third quarter because by that time they've started putting they've accumulated enough points they started putting more and more pressure on Ted, Teddy Bridgewater to get the ball down the field in order to keep up with the scoring and that's when you're going to start seeing the mistakes the sacks maybe fumbles maybe mm-hmm. interceptions because i think the the pressure on Bridgewater to play outside of his game script in order to get them into uh uh back in the game that that's the that's worst case scenario. That's where you really are going to miss Drew Brees because Drew Brees has no problem operating in that situation. He, you know he has no problem operating in a pass first, pass anywhere situation. I think for Bridgewater, when you are able to disrupt the balance of what the offense wants to do, and you are forcing him to make throws in order to win the game, that's what I think you're asking too much of Bridgewater. Yeah, so I think it's going to be – I think you're right. I, I do think it's going to be one of these games where um, 
Sean Payton has to design a brilliant game script, and they're going to take a couple chances and a couple yeah. risk play, you know, flea flickers, double reverses, and that kind of stuff with Taysom Hill. My thing is I trust Sean Payton to design a game plan like that to put up points, um, especially at home. I think he's going to be a lot more aggressive at home than he was at Seattle. And, again, they played a pretty good game in Seattle. Um, I expect – I expect some 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 trick plays. Now, if the Cowboys can survive those plays, and I think they're going to come in the first half, and we get into the third, fourth quarter, and the, it's still a one-score game or the Cowboys have a touchdown lead, then I think that's where the Cowboys might be able to kind of exert some of their you know their strength onto New Orleans because, like you mentioned, I think Dallas is a more talented team without Drew Brees on the field. I'm just a little nervous that the Saints are going to connect on those plays because Peyton has been historically good at drying some of those things up. Uh, really quickly, before we move on to our predictions, I want to talk about this Saints offensive line because yeah, I think I, it's one I of the better. Here too, actually. Yeah, I think they're one of the better offensive line in the league. I, I, their tackles are fantastic. Teron Armstead, Ryan Ramchek, uh, both those guys are really good players. Uh, Warf- Larry Warford is a right guard. He's really good. Andres Pete is a former first-round pick that didn't really work out at tackle. I think he's an okay guard. And then Eric McCoy is their center. Uh, Landon, go ahead and give us your note on this offensive line. Well, see, I, I, this is where I think you know, it's a kind of counter what you were saying just a second ago. When they have to take deep shots, they're going to have to hold on to the ball. And I think this is where this offensive line is going to have problems because I, I think you're absolutely right. As an offensive line, they, they're big and they will move people. And, and, and we do need to be careful in – the run game to make sure that everyone's getting their blocks. I think the linebacker. This is a game. This is actually a game that's really going to be good for, uh, uh, you know, run linebacker play getting right because I think that they can f- get into their fits right. This is the kind of offensive line that they can uh, bounce back, uh, back bounce back against. I think where they're really going to be able to make hay though is Warford, Pete. And then a rookie McCoy inside. You know, mm-hmm. the Cowboys are big on games and stunts. And I think what we saw and what I saw just watching the tape is guys like Chris Covington is a huge find along these lines. He was super impressive in these games. And I think that what we're going to see is kind of slow, more slow-footed guys like Pete and Warford trying to chase these inside stunts happening, pirate stunts, guys getting inside and out. And some of these slow developing offensive plays might very likely get disrupted because these guys can't keep up with, with the games and stunts that are happening inside and pressure will come into Bridgewater's face and he'll be forced to get rid of it. So I think you're right. The Cowboys need to be careful about mm-hmm. uh, slow developing long plays, taking big shots. But the, but I also think the Saints need to be careful because if they try too many of these, the you know disaster could strike because this is, again – this is where Bridgewater is Bridgewater, not Drew Brees. He doesn't have the same kind of pocket presence, the ability to slide around the pocket and get on his tippy toes and throw the ball 50 yards down the field with a strike. He's going to probably get face pressure in his face and then be smart and take the sack. I agree. Um, let's take one more quick break, and we'll come back and we'll do our predictions. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't always know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. 
Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win and they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. If you join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code locked on to activate that offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Landon, let's do it. Who do you think wins this game? Give me the score. Oh, score. Um... <laughs> I think the Cowboys win. Um, I think it's, I'll say, 28-17. I think it's one of those games where uh, three quarters, it's a close game as these teams are kind of feeling them out. I think the Cowboys will have to survive a lot of, you know, early game shenanigans from Sean Payton, per Mm -hmm. usual. Uh, He is one of the best uh, schemers in football. I think the problem is that there's a, there's a talent disparity here that is going to eventually weigh itself uh, by the end of the game, um, and then once the Cowboys kind of get to a certain you know, score, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be forced to kind of remove the balance from the offense in the run game and throw the ball more, and I think that kind of game script is it's not good for the Saints because they. They have to have more of a diverse passing game than I think they're comfortable with Bridgewater. Uh, the, the Cowboys can find ways to, you know, contain Thomas and, and at least keep everything in front of them with Kamara. And I don't know that the, the, the Saints have anybody else in the offense that Bridgewater is going to be able to exploit himself with. So, um, I think they hang close for three quarters and then by the end of the third quarter, the Cowboys start to, uh, play with a positive game script and lean on them and, and shorten the opportunities and make Bridgewater press, and that's bad news for the Saints. Is this where I'm allowed to hedge my bet and pick the Cowboys here because I Whoa! picked the Saints, no, pick this, pick the Saints listen, in the lock on hey, hey, listen, listen, buddy. It's, it, this, is, this is a safe place. If you need to pick the Cowboys here, that's okay. No one's going to hurt you. I won't allow I'm, it, Marcus. <laughs> I'm picking the Saints. Uh, uh, I, I think that... I, I think this is going to be a really close game. I, I, I do think it's going to be one of these ones where uh, it's not decided into the last possession of the game, um, and it could go either way. Uh, just a couple things. The Saints are, historically have been fantastic on Sunday and Monday night games. Their the crowd breeze. is going to be crazy. Uh, correct. It has been Drew Brees, but that crowd is going to be is going to be crazy loud. You mentioned Sean Payton. I still think he's one of the best coaches in the league. And the last thing is, I still don't feel great about the Cowboys kicking situation. I feel a little bit better about the Saints with Will Lutz. He's obviously already made a 56 or 58 yarder this year to win a game. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that factors into this game a little bit. Uh, you know, if it comes down to a kicking battle, I, I feel a little safer with the Saints. So I'm picking a close one. I think it's going to be like 23 to 20, come down to the last two or three minutes. Uh, it should be a good game. I'm really excited to see this one because this is a 
This could be a, a preview of what we see later on in the season, potentially in the playoffs. I think these are two of the, you know, arguably what the four, five best teams in the NFL. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. That's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Lane and at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. <laughs>